Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Julia. And this, and this is, is Shooting False Realities. We talk conspiracy theories, spooky stories, and dive into hauntings on Olivet College's campus. Everything is not as it seems. Welcome to your false reality. Julia, we're back. We're back, baby. What's up, reality stars? I haven't said that yet. It's always you that says it. That would be like me saying, welcome to your false reality. That's I know, just wrong. It's weird. So, hi, reality stars. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? So, we always say we talk about conspiracy theories, spooky stories, and hauntings on campus, which we have we done do. all three. We do. But it's been mostly conspiracy theories, I would say, mm-hmm. right? So I think today would be a great day to talk about something spooky. Oh, we're going to get spooky. With Ouija boards. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so we can get in some of the background of it, talk about some spooky stories that people have posted online, whatnot, and just dive into it. Okay, let's get started. I think the background of the Ouija board is kind of important, because where did it come from? Why is it such a spooky thing? You know, all that fun stuff. So... I'm reading from an article from BaltimoreMagazine.com. It's called Not Dead Yet. So it starts by saying, Charles Kennard always had his eye out for a chance to make a buck, but he's not the greatest nor the luckiest businessman. It appears that he wasn't the most honest guy either. A pair of girls in upstate New York named the Fox Sisters, claiming to be mediums able to interpret mysterious quote-unquote knocks from the other side, had launched a spiritualist movement that continued to hold sway across the country. In the aftermath of the Civil War, with so many husbands, fathers, and sons lost, in the conflict's bloody battles, spiritualism, the belief the dead can speak to the living, had only gained steam with people desperate for connection to departed loved ones and greater meanings for their own lives. In this context, in 1886, during the period of Kennard and Reich shared a hallway, that newspaper reports began appearing about a talking board phenomenon sweeping Ohio, including an Associated Press story that ran in the local Kent County News. It's also about this time, according a later Baltimore American story, that Kennard and Reich, most likely inspired by the AP account, began collaborating and making at least a dozen of their own talking boards. Then there's a quote in the article that says, Reich, the biggest coffin maker in town, is making these on the side, explains Robert Murch, the world's foremost talking board historian, and it's these prototypes that became the Ouija board. But it's Kennard when he leaves Chestertown for Baltimore in 1890, where he continues in the fertilizer game and starts a real estate business who begins pitching what he says is his talking board invention to potential investors. After numerous rejections, Elijah Bond, a local attorney who claimed his sister-in-law was a strong medium, finally took an interest. Soon enough, the Kennard Novelty Company, which incorporated the day before Halloween, 125 years ago, began manufacturing Ouija boards much as they appear today. Bond was right about his sister-in-law, too. Helen Peters proved convincing enough with Kennard's new talking boards to win over U.S. Patent Office. She not only gets credit for earning the stamp of legitimacy from the federal government, certifying the board delivered as promised, but also for receiving the Ouija name from the board itself, which told her the strange word meant good luck. In truth, the name Ouija was actually just written on the necklace locket that Peters was wearing at the time. Have you ever used an Ouija board? Mm Mm-mm. You've never used one. No, I'm too scared. I've used one. Really? But it was back in, like, middle school, so I don't really remember. So uh, my friends, they had bought me a board for my birthday because I really wanted one. Oh, God. I didn't know, like, that's bad juju. Like, you Mm -hmm. can't do that. 
because I was always I've always been into like this spooky scary stuff. I loved horror movies. It was after I watched the movie, I was like, we should get one. Mm-hmm. So for my birthday, we used to go to the mall in Battle Creek, which is like absolutely dead now. And they had Ouija boards in Barnes and Noble. Okay. So they bought it for me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like in the kids section of like Barnes and Noble where they do, where they read to kids. Yep. We, we always used to sit over there and we opened it up and we started playing. In the middle of Barnes and Noble. In the middle of Barnes and Noble. Okay. <laughs> so we played it and then... I tried to take it home because it was mine. It was, like, my birthday present, and my mom wouldn't let me take it home. So I had to, like, give it back to them and be, like, hide it in the house. Like, we're going to keep playing. Oh, my God. Your mom just didn't want your house to become haunted and have you become possessed. Right, right. And have the movie happen in her life. But it did work. It did. It did. It worked in Barnes & Noble. Like, do you remember what? Like, do you remember anything about it? Like, any details? I don't remember any details. Like, I don't remember, like... I don't remember if they said, like, who they were, but we asked them, like, yes or no questions, and Mm -hmm. then it would slide up to, like, yes, or it would slide to no. How confident are you that one of your friends didn't just move it? I'm 90% sure that they didn't move it. Because I've always wanted, if I ever experimented with an Ouija board, I think I would want us to, like, sounds weird but like be blindfolded in a way just so people can't specifically slide it somewhere and like mess with us because if you're blindfolded you can't like but if you're blindfolded then you don't know like what they're gonna say record it it out record it that's scary (laughs) i wouldn't want to be blindfolded playing in a ouija board because someone's gonna pop up in front of you holding it and then they're pushing it around yeah a demon's gonna show up and then all of a sudden you watch it back later and you're like (gasps) freaking out yeah that's that's even scarier and the demon takes off somewhere in your house and then you start to record it and you're like oh fun and then you see that and you're like we're dead (laughs) so as i'm reading about the history still there's a small story as it's telling a lot of information about the ouija board over time so there's not a lot of like a lot of important information about how it began as i already discussed but it does say that there are many people over the years who died because of this board. So one person, William Fold, would suffer a fatal accident at his Harvard Avenue factory, one he claimed in 1919 Baltimore Sun story that the Ouija board had told him to build. No. Overseeing the installation of a flag, an iron railing gave way and he fell off the roof of the structure, which still stands and has been converted into a senior apartment complex. On his deathbed, the coroner's report said a broken rib pierced his heart. He made his children promise to never sell the Ouija out to the family. Oh, yeah, that thing's going to get burned. Out of the family. Yeah. Yeah. Burn it. Well, Julia, to shift from the old stories, I have some more current stories. Oh, I'm excited to hear these. I I am, too. I kind of hope it scares me, actually. Like, it sounds weird, but, like, this is supposed to be spooky. I hope I kind of get the chills from this. Right. So, Julia, I have 20-plus terrifying terrifying and true Ouija board stories from Thought Catalog. They did. Oh, no. It says, I sourced these true Ouija board stories from Reddit. So, they got these from Reddit. Gotcha, gotcha. And does it have names? If you hear some names, they're probably just fake names. So, just as placeholders. Mm-hmm. You ready to get into it? I hope they're scary. Me, too. I'm excited. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. This one is called, My First Mistake Was Insulting It. Oh, no. My friend had mentioned that she had one. 
so I asked her to pull the board out so I could check it out. At first she said no, but then agreed to do it as long as she didn't have to participate. That's the first rule they broke. You're never supposed to play alone. Jesus. I don't know anything about the rules. Maybe we You should... don't know the rules? No. Okay. Quick pause, audience. Julia doesn't know the rules. Okay, number one, never use the Ouija board alone. So you're always supposed to play with someone. Mm-hmm. The Ouija board must be closed after use, so you always have to say goodbye after you play it. Okay. So once you start playing mm -hmm. and you say hello or you ask it a question, that means the board is open. Okay. So that means the spirits are free to come through the board and they're free to talk to you. But then you have to say goodbye and then the planchette will move and then it'll say goodbye to you, so that means it's closed. They okay. can't come through anymore. Interesting. It must be disposed of properly. Wait, what? I haven't heard that one. Uh -oh. Never use the board in your home. I have heard that one. That's why we played in Barnes & Noble. Because <laughs> we can't play at home. Never use the Ouija board when you are ill or in debilitated condition. So that means you're more vulnerable to um, for possession. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Never use it when you're healthy either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, well, interesting to know the rules. I mean, I guess, yeah, okay. I probably just won't ever do it, so I don't have to worry about it. Back to the story. After she had the board set up, I asked, is there anyone in here? Nothing. So being a dumb teenager, I said, if there's anything in here and not talking, you're a coward. The board was put away after that. Oh my gosh. She didn't say goodbye. Fast forward about a week later and have me sleeping upstairs on my couch. I wake up on a stereotypical stormy night, thunder and lightning, wind and rain, the works. I look around to see why I woke up but couldn't see a thing and decide to try and fall back asleep. After laying there for about 30 seconds, I hear from downstairs, get the boy, in a very raspy, wispy voice. I open my eyes and listen, nothing. I start to go back to sleep, get the boy. It was much louder this time. Then my downstairs door slams shut. I freak out because nobody slept down there and we had no drafts. That's the end of the story. That one's kind of scary. That one's freaky. How does he try to go back to sleep after hearing it the first time? I have no idea. Oh my gosh. I I hear voices in my house. Really? There was one time where I was sleeping and I woke up and I hear a child like yell. I, I heard my name and then I hear my sister's name. My sister's name is Andy. Mm -hmm. So I heard it say, Taylor, Taylor. And then I heard Andy, Andy. And then I, it's, I heard screaming, and then I put my covers over my head, and then I was went to sleep. I turned my fan on. I didn't want to hear it. Yeah, that's it crazy. It was scary. I think I was once haunted for a week because I bought these rings, and I started wearing them. And anytime I was in a bathroom, no specific bathroom, just any bathroom, creepy things kept happening. I'd literally be in there alone, and, like, doors would shut or something. I don't know. Like, a random, like stall with clothes like in my high school or like i would hear um like tappings or like gigglings like a child giggling or whatever like it was weird like and no one else would be in there there's one time i was literally just standing there no sinks were on no one else was in there no air dryers were on nothing and all of a sudden i had cold air brush like my hair literally moved and i felt like cold air in the back of my neck it was crazy nothing to do with the ouija board but weird this next story is called a creepy doll 
I got a call from my cousin who said that he, his brother, his dad, and his best friend were using an Ouija board in their basement. Prior to starting, they took a large porcelain doll out of the room because it was creepy and placed it in an adjacent room face down on a pile of towels. My cousin took a short break because the board was just spouting nonsense and he went to go, he went to go use the bathroom. His dad and brother and friends started asking the board questions without him. One of the questions was, who was in the other room? It just started spouting random numbers and when my cousin came back into the room, his brother said that it wasn't working, that they were just going to put it away, and he showed him the answer to the last question. And he said, dude, that's my social security number. And then they started to talk to whatever started spewing answers out. It told my cousin that he would die in the Air Force. At this point, they tell the entity they are communicating with it to prove itself. Mm -hmm. It then spelled out the word doll, and they were like, what the heck? They opened the door to check on the porcelain doll they had laid in the other room, and when they opened the door, the doll was standing up right in front of the door, staring right at them. Everyone freaked out and ran out of the house. His best friend burned the Ouija board, and I think he temporarily went nuts for a few months. My cousin, for some reason, then joined the Air Force and is on base in Europe now. Oh my gosh. That one's kind of creepy, too. I wish we had more, like... Why did he then join the Air Force after that? After he was told that he was gonna die in the Air Force. That's just dumb. Also, the fact that he, like, got up out of the room and the board gave his social security You're number. never supposed to take your hands off of the planchette, either. Not until after you say goodbye, you're not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that. Oh, that's crazy. This next one is called, I asked it how long I had to live. We all asked it a question that only the person asking would know the answer to. It would answer the questions. One question that somebody asked was, what was the name of the boat I went on a cruise on when I was six? It answered. We played with this thing forever. We had cold spot experiences and would place a candle where the cold spot was and the candle would burn sideways, not straight up and down. One night we all asked it how long we had left to live. And this is where it gets scary. Everybody asked, and they had 50 to 60 years left. I go to ask, and it says 10. I ask 10 years, and it says days. It said I was going to be killed in a car accident by a girl named Emma. We would ask it three days later, and it would say I had seven days left. Ask it two days later, and said... Ask it two days later, it said I would have five days left, and so on. I'm freaking out at this point, carrying a Bible in my pocket and wearing a big cross. I finally tell my dad he doesn't believe me, so I made one out of a piece of paper and used a CD to show him. It worked and he flipped out and told me that I didn't have to go to school the day I was supposed to die. I didn't go to school and nothing happened. Wow. That one's scary. Ooh. This one is called, I Can See You Through the Window. I was about 12 or 13 spending the night at a friend's house, goofing around with the Ouija board with, his, with him and his sister, and we were getting all sorts of gibberish plus words spelled out, just kind of scaring ourselves for fun, not taking it very seriously. When we got the message, I can see you through the window, and then I can see you through his eyes, or something like that. There was just a small window in the basement room where we were, and just the backyard and woods past the driveway visible through that window. 
We asked it more questions and it said, I'm under the car. So we somehow got up the nerve to go out with a flashlight and peer under the car, where we saw a huge black stray cat which was hissing. We ran inside freaking out and that exact moment the power failed and all the lights in the house went out. We just about pooped ourselves. <laughs> Few minutes later the power came back and we sat up till dawn that night scared and never played with the board again. Oh my god. Imagine your power going out while playing the Ouija board. Well, the fact they said I'm under the car and there was a cat, not even their own cat. And he said, like, I'm looking at you through his eyes or whatever. Like, that's freaky. This one is called, We Lost 10 Hours. My friend and I were about 14 or 15. She had an Ouija board that we used quite often. Parentheses, I always thought she was pushing it for the fun factor. I never took it seriously. One night we started and it was about 9 p.m. We started to get very strange sayings, none of them I can remember 27 years later. And we got a name. Although the name I have forgotten over the years, it said he was from Malaysia. He was here to protect us. Next thing we know, it's 7 a.m. It was like we blinked and the sun was up. It was very freaky. We lost 10 hours of our life. Neither of us remember anything about it. We were just sitting there at the table staring at each other like, what happened? Too bad we didn't have a third person there to tell us. She would never use it again. I did. But I never had that happen again. It's almost like the dude protecting them or whatever, like, blocked out like their memory or something. If something like bad happened with the Ouija board. He said he was there to protect them, you know? Mm-hmm. Crazy. I have no idea. Alright, this one is called This Is Not A Game Anymore. 100% true, it says. About 15 years ago, my sister had some friends over one night. They were in the basement watching some scary movie. They had an Ouija board. They started cussing at it and calling it S-H-I-T and effing fake. It stopped responding, so they began watching the movie again. All of a sudden, all the lights and electricity goes out. They start screaming. Then the TV comes on all static and is blaring noise. They were yelling and crying. Then the TV shuts off and comes back on to just a black screen. The words, this is not a game anymore, rolls across the screen in all white. After the TV shuts off and they are in complete darkness, they run out of the house. Afterwards, they go back into the house and our dog hid and when they found it, all it did was bark and look very angry at them. The TV screen read, this is not a game anymore. I guess so. They said it was 100% true. How do we know they weren't on some sort of drugs? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I've never done, I've never played with it, so I, I don't know how crazy it can get, you know? This one is called Max is Always Around. When I was about 14, my best friend had a sleepover birthday party. Being the silly little girls we were, we decided to make an Ouija board to use. Not really knowing any of the rules, like making it say goodbye. After an hour or so, I wandered off to read some tarot cards and watch the rest of The Exorcist with the couple of girls who didn't want to commune with the spirits. Here's where it got weird. After I left, the spirit talking to my friends changed, as in it switched to a different spirit altogether. His name was Max and he was looking for me. I've never known a Max in my life. My friends yelled out what he was saying as it moved and I was writing off as them teasing me until he started giving them information about me that no one at the party knew. That freaked me out. 
I begged for them to stop playing, even after Max tried to convince me that he was not trying to hurt me. My friends were awesome and stopped playing before I started crying, and I thought that was the end of it. The next time an Ouija board came out was the next year, and only one girl from the original party was among the group. We were baking a cake, so when the buzzer went off, she and I headed up to take it out of the oven. When we got back to the group, another girl turned to me and asked, Who's Max? Apparently, he stuck around after that first time. If my friends want to use an Ouija board, they don't have to invite me over unless they want to speak to Max. He's always around. A few times in my life, I've heard a voice call out my name. It usually makes me stop for a minute. No more, but at least twice, had I not stopped, I would have been in the path of a car going too fast to stop before it would have hit me. I strongly believe Max has stuck around to be helpful, but had we not pulled out the Ouija board, I would have never known about him. It almost sounds like Max is like a guardian angel. Yeah. Like, that's that's crazy. That's weird. So, spooky meter. Where would you put an Ouija board on the spooky meter? I think spooky meter, I would put it at, like, probably a nine, to be honest, because I'm a huge baby, you know like, as you know, when it comes to scary things. I would give it a nine, too. Because some of those stories freak me out. But if we also want to talk believability, I think I'm at, like, a five, to be honest. Because I think, who was it? I think it was Mythbusters or something. I remember I read it once where, or saw, like, um, I saw some kind of video where people played it, like, normally. And they were getting answers. They were getting freaked out. Weird things were happening. And then, right, remember I said the blindfold thing? They replayed it again, but everyone had blindfolds on. They're just asking questions. It wasn't like a conversation. It was just like, oh, can you give us a date for blah, blah, blah? Can you give us a name for blah, blah, blah? Like, whatever. And it was making nonsense. It wouldn't even be on letters. It'd be between letters. Like, no words were being formed or anything. And so I think they, the theory was that people subconsciously subconsciously push it. Like, push the, what's the triangle thing called? Planchette. Planchette. They, like, subconsciously push it. So even if no one does it on purpose... They, like, in their brains as everyone's touching it, like, it somehow moves over to letters just, like, because our subconscious wants it to. Um, so I think I kind of believe that. So I think I'm, like, I'm 50-50, which is why I give it a 5. So I definitely believe this. I give it an 8 on the believability meter because I s- strongly believe in ghosts. And I think I mentioned last season that I have seen a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I believe in ghosts too. So, and I've played the Ouija board. Right. So I give it an 8. I definitely believe in it, but it's definitely not something to mess around with either. I think if I played with it, my belief in it would go up more, but I also don't think I want it to go up more. So I think I'm okay without playing it. Excuse me. I think I'm okay without playing it, but um, honestly, if anyone else has ever played it, I think it'd be really interesting to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to hear other stories. So if you guys want to reach out to us on Instagram at Shooting False Realities or at our, on our Twitter page, SFR Podcast OC, and like tell us your stories, tell us any experiences you know about, if you've ever played before, let us know. So, Taylor, without further ado, welcome to your false reality. Pew, 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 pew.